so good. <laughs> Sounds like home, baby. How you doing, Jerry? I'm good, man. You good? Grooving? Moving? Moving? Yeah. Grooving? Hunt him out now. <laughs> man. I, I, you know, I sniffed a little bit of James Brown on this album later on in the tracks. Uh, a little boy, bit. You know, yeah. I don't want to fucking Spoilers. jump the gun or anything like that, but. Well, hey, welcome back to the uh, the western half of the country there. Yeah, thanks, brother. It's nice Here's to be back. Back from your sojourn to Nashville. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you get some hot chicken? I didn't. Okay. Uh, I've heard... Okay, so before I left, Steve-O brought over some Tennessee hot chicken. Okay. In the form of a chicken sandwich. Chicken dinner. <laughs> um, and uh, I had a little bit of that. He, he had some sandwich left, and you I had ate... pickles? Have pickles. I don't like pickles. Uh, so anytime anybody's right. like, you gotta, oh, the pickles are great. For pickle lovers, sure. Sure. I don't be smirch. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I, but I have I have gotten into pickled um, things. Oh, sure. Some pickled pickle onions here and there. Some pi- you could like pickle anything. Do you get those pickled strawberries from Jim? No. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's good. Good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, I ate the ate some of that hot chicken over here. It was all right, and then you know maybe it's all right over there too. It did, not much going out in Tennessee. Not, 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 not at this juncture. No exploring or anything like that. It's not allowed. Yeah, yeah. Keeping to myself, spending a lot of time in the hotel Getting room, pickled by yourself, <laughs> right? Tickling your own. It is pickle. true. Fucking a. Let's talk about living color today. Ah, uh, yes, because it is February. It's Black History Month, and I would call these dudes historical. Yeah. And maybe not for the reason you think. But we're talking about living color. Yeah. Everybody knows living color. They got uh, the cult of personality, like which is like Dude. one of the best guitar riffs ever. Okay. Vernon Reed, one of the best guitar riff writers and ever. performers ever. Um, this is an uber-talented band. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a ton of comparisons to be made between these guys in Bad Brains, yeah. these guys in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm-hmm. maybe these guys having an influence on Rage Against the Machine. Certainly. Right? Did you see that? You smell yeah, that? I smell it. <laughs> they, because they're funky. They know yeah. they know where the one is. Yeah. And that is a great quality in a band. Yep. There's a, there's a lot of interchangeable fucking influences um, with living color. Because yeah, right. Because what genre are they? Yeah, exactly. Okay. They're well, all over the map. With and this, I love that for sure. And this album won a Grammy for best hard rock. 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 Jeez. Long Island came out. Uh. Yeah, hard rock. Because that's how <laughs> everybody in Long Island talks. Right? <laughs> he listens to hard rock. <laughs> oh yeah, Christopher. <laughs> Dude, it's like being at a family reunion. Living You're cola. nailing it. <laughs> I think I nailed it. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Took me right back there. You want to get some bagels? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm going to New York City soon, and I'm bringing bagels. Bring a bagel. Bagels are coming. Bagels coming. Yeah, because I do right. want a T-shirt or something that says there's no bagels there's coming. No bagels coming. Or the name of my autobiography. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um uh, this, yeah, my my experience with Living Color, cult of personality, right off the get go. Yeah, uh, when Vivid came out, it was uh, uh, orbiting pretty tightly around um, my soundscape at the time. A big MTV spot, too. exactly. And uh, you know they're wearing wetsuits and what's oh, going on with that? You just immediately glorious. you're getting pulled in. It's like it's a bunch of long haired brothers wearing wetsuits that are brightly colored. And r- okay, I'm in. And, and this riff, yeah. 
please, more of this. The first concert I ever went to was uh, the Rolling Stones Steel Wheels Tour. And they open? And they open. Yeah. Shea Stadium. And uh, that was a good show. I bet. We took a, a bunch of us, uh, you know, the crew of it was me and Greg Bobby and Karen Bach and a couple other people. It wasn't necessarily my crew, but but close enough, you know? Yeah. Greg, Greg was. We grew up together. Good guys from the neighborhood. Greg Bobby, he had a guy with two, two first names. <laughs> uh, so uh, we got our tickets and our folks, you know, I think I was in ninth grade or something. Uh, our folks let us go into the city on the train. Go check out a show, dog. It's so good. The the Stones, even. With the Stones. This is the advice my dad gave me. All right, well, there's a lady there with you, one or two ladies there with you. I wasn't dating or anything, you know, at that time. It would be years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when she goes to the bathroom, you walk her to the bathroom. Oh, that's a good man, Kevin. It's it's good good advice. Comes off incredibly creepy. Uh, if, you know, if you got to know, it's it's good advice, not all the time. Sure. You, they, but what I took out from that was, uh, you know, have a head about. You. How old are you guys? I was like in ninth grade or something. Okay, you need walk her to the 14. bathroom, and that's just that's, that's the right thing to do. Right up to the stall door. Exactly. <laughs> you stand right up. You stand outside. My dad told me I had to do this. You don't go in the stall. <laughs> Get him out of here. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, a, a gentleman they, move. Did for uh, sure. Living Color rip it up? Killed it. Yeah. So I had the seats, you know, upper deck, perpendicular to say, like I'm looking down, yeah. the, like we had it at um, fucking the police, or at okay. least where I was yeah, in, yeah. at the police. I don't know if we were next to each yeah, other. I mean, you were directly across from us. Me and Jagger were just talking about that the other day. I went with Jagger, and we were sitting directly across. We were looking down from both sides of the Yeah. Stage. I kind of like that. Yeah, it's nice. You see a little bit how the sausage is made. Yeah. People loading in and stuff like that. Sure. So I, it, they came on during the day, and I saw like the fucking limos pull up, or you know vehicles and living color get out and then get up onto stage and just blow that shit up. And it was very and the Stones did the very same move. Yeah. It was really kind of eye opening. Going, they're not even fucking here. They just like they pull in, go through one, maybe two doors, and they're on stage, and yeah. it's fucking go time. Yeah, buddy. Wow, that's big time rock wow. and roll. That was big time. Did they save a cult of personality for last? I don't remember the song order. Oh, they got uh, to though. That's that had to be the tell. The, I mean, Stones. Stones started follow with that. Me up. I mean, and they can. They, they the Stones can, but you got to you got to throw down if you're opening for the Stones. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. The yeah, real Italian. You got a lot of New York in you right now. <laughs> yeah, you totally. When you open it for the Stones, that's yeah. Oh, it's just even getting better all the time. It is very good. Why are you picking on? Me? <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it that way, Gary. Um, it, it, it was an awesome show, and so cult of personality. That was all over MTV. Yeah. And MTV, I think, uh, and these guys really had a simpatico relationship. They're sure. washing each other's backs, I hope. Um, yeah. But that's why I heard about him. Corey it's, Glover is a good-looking dude. He looks good on the TV. Do you know what movie he was in? Oh, Platoon. Yeah. Well before this album. Well yeah. before their, Well before him joining Living Color. Yeah, crazy. Spelled it's, with a U, by the way. Yes, it's because English Vernon is not native-born. No. Cannot be president of the United States. Mm-mm. Just when you thought anybody could, nope. Vernon can't. Oh, so he got rules. He's cheeky and said, "Let's spell it the uh, yeah. spell like they do in the old country." So we got Corey on vocals, yeah, and a little rhythm guitar on like a song or something okay. like that. You know, that's the you know. 
It's a lead singer thing to do. It's a lead singer thing to do. <laughs> get Vernon Reed on guitar. Jazz wunderkind at right? this point, and was already kind of a name in New York playing around in other people's bands. See, like a very Jimi Hendrix kind of story, where he came up playing for other folks, yeah. and then got his gig together and blew the, doors. There's some super groups that have not been made that have Vernon Reed as the guitarist. <laughs> and I, I'm thinking like Jimmy Chamberlain from the Pumpkins on drums, Vernon <laughs> Reed on guitar. Uh-huh. Um I mean, you're gonna hard pressed to find uh, um, a lot better bassist than Muzz. Yeah, Muzz Skilling's on this one. <laughs> this is his last album with him. He yep. would he would depart after this one. And then uh, Will like, Calhoun. Fuck it, I'm not wearing them body gloves anymore, I'm not man. Doing it. It's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Will Calhoun is playing drums and yeah. is one of my favorite drummers. This he's guy great. is just a fucking hammer. It, it, he's like he's. Second generation or next generation of John Bonham, and and I'm saying this because he Will's pocket is mm-hmm. really well worn, right? Like it's tight, but it doesn't feel restricted. Mm-hmm. He's not sp- like rushing the beat. He's not sitting too far back in the beat. He's like if Bonham had more licks and was better. Yeah, more licks, yes. <laughs> um, and and John Bonham obviously is an amazing was an amazing drummer. Uh, there's nothing he, against him, but no. it, this feels like the next step. He yeah, well he could he could play jazz into like hardcore the next minute. Yeah, that's not everybody can just play everything, and that's what everyone in this band can do. Right, is just play a what reggae. All right, sure. What Let's else you it. got? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'd be fun to go to their practices. I imagine watching yeah. some of this stuff, uh, you know, watching some of it get sculpted. Just good hearing people, folks that are kind of musically omnivorous, and then their output is, <laughs> is the same way, you know. I, I, know that. <laughs> I just like it when people just I like just that, refuse man. to acknowledge whatever genre they get. And first of all, it was such a it was such a funny thing too. And he's like, "Dude, this black guy's playing rock and roll. Like, is that shocking in any way?" Yeah, right. <laughs> Are you not old enough to remember Little Richard? Yeah. <laughs> it was the Who's dumbest on this thing. Album? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah. So. No, it, 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 you're right, though. Um, it's part it's, of Black History Month. Let me reiterate rock and roll is black music. Yeah. And, and, Mixed uh, with a little bit of country, too. <laughs> it's America's music, but it's a, the, the black Americans in this country are the one of the cornerstones of rock and roll. For sure. And a little bit of the Appalachian guys and Irish dumb fucks like me. Well, you know, it, it, it's with this weird circle around, you know, because it, 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 rock and roll gets so many influences from, from um, you know, as it gets washed through mm-hmm. either region or yeah. decade, you know. And so to come back around to it, you know, I'm fucking, what, 14 or so at this time. It was somewhat of a novelty to see uh uh, all black band doing just straight up rock and roll. That is true because at that time they weren't. Yeah, not, but, not but, in a mainstream way. Well, yeah, and here's the here's a comparison. You got uh, you know Washington D.C. Uh, hardcore going with Bad Brains, mm-hmm. and so like there's there's a little bit here, you know. Then you know Fishbone is coming on. You, we, what we were talking about Parliament mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, prior. Anyway, this this is basically where were you when this and Living Color was kind of my gateway into into reverse engineering where um, rock and roll came from. Yeah, exactly where some of these yeah. seeds came from. Chuck Berry, yeah, Little Richard, 
when I was showing off all these names. <laughs> Bill Haley in the comments. <laughs> Uh, the guy that made the movie about La Bamba, uh, Richie Valens. Yeah. Like, it, everybody. It's just American music. If you're an American, you have the right to play rock and roll. Yeah. That's right, Beatles. I fucking said it. Basically, the only media I saw really popping up was uh, Vernon Reading, like, a uh, guitar player. Oh, I was going to say, he was, I I got all the guitar magazines in high school, and Vernon Reed was every other episode. Yeah. Every other issue. And, uh. That's you know because then they would publish songs too, and they would publish. Uh, they they put out uh, in the back. They'd have the tablature and the music, so you could learn a song. Cult of personality. I was like, yes, I'm gonna <laughs> open that shit up. And after like an hour, like my fingers just can't even physically stretch to play that riff. <laughs> it's like that one and uh, "Message in a Bottle" is fucked up like yeah, that too. Message in a Bottle. It's a I've, big I've reach. Heard tale. Yeah, a, and he's playing it. That you know, I could go. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, and that would you'd cramp up after like two minutes. I was like, no, this guy's an unearthly. Yeah, do you is he big? Is he does he have big hands? Is he tall? Are they, like, are they Soundgarden big? Yeah, they sound good. Yeah, as I far don't know. As, Corey Glover's an actor, and usually they run small. Yeah, I'm getting a good five eight, five ten by Corey Glover. If yeah, I yeah. Had to guess, just average height. Yeah, they feel um, like an average height band. Yeah, I think they're just average height. Yeah, five nine, five ten, like you said. It's just like <laughs> they're no Soundgarden, but they're they're not Prince. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> On the scale of Soundgarden to Prince, <laughs> that is the living scale, isn't it? Fit everyone fits size. somewhere between. <laughs> yeah. Ben Shepherd and Prince. <laughs> okay. Fun and games are over. Well, let's let's hear some fucking signature sound because as soon as these guys start playing, you know it's living color. Yeah. Hey, there's a there's a tone. And although we just we just spent a lot of time gushing about their first album, but even though this doesn't have cult of personality, there's gonna be some songs maybe you forgot that you knew. Yeah. Because they were plastered on MTV. Uh we'll get there and I'll bring it up when it comes. But here we go. Time's up, the title track right away. First track. Pink Floyd vibe here. Hitting it on the nose. <laughs> Little bit of work. There we go. You thought you were getting Pink Floyd. straight into a groove yeah and just like Barack that's what I do that's what they do and they will do it several more times on the they, they're with times up as far as a, a, a starting track great grabs you they hit you with a couple quick stops into this fucking double time pace right. and then hit into the halftime groove it's not boom yeah, it's not cult of personality but if you got into them for cult of personality you're not disappointed by this track yeah, at yeah. all Especially when they start doing this. Blast beats, dude, in 19. Dude, listen to that bass is just. He's just going to work. <laughs> Once again, the pinch harmonics. <laughs> 
early user of the whammy pedal. Yeah. Uh, all the all the real heads at the time, like uh, Dimebag and and him, uh, Vernon, uh, Dave Gilmore, like they were the they really kind of made that pedal. So it it's basically um, reproduces a whammy bar sound, a but bit. without yeah, it's got in danger of, of having your strings go out. Exactly. That's or, what it's for. You know, it's got all kinds of you can throw octaves down. It's just a, a harmonizer with a expression pedal. Yeah. But he's also using his whammy bar. Oh wow! So you can double yeah, whammy double, right away. That's a double whammy right away. Double is, whammy. Is he cheeky? He is cheeky. I mean, these are some New York City cheeky boys. Yeah, this is a New York City band. So, and everything that, whatever the history of that means, you know. Yeah, well, like Vernon Reed, he was born in England, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what it said when he came over to the states. Um, yeah, I don't know if I saw either, but old oh, yeah. enough to start a band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was. Hold on. I did, there's red hot chili peppers and primus I all was in this say. fucking part. <laughs> yes, nailed it. It's it's somewhere between both of those. Yes, and you could get away with that part being basically that heavy oh, shit. with probably three, four different bass line approaches. Just let the guitar and the drums carry the heavy, and just do the the Van Halen approach, and just yeah. support what's going on. Yeah. No, <laughs> Muzz is like, check this out. <laughs> you know, yeah. fucking three more notes at Seinfeld. Guys, <laughs> fucking, it's a, it, there's a little bit of John Entwistle to him mm-hmm. because there's a lot more going on with the bass than you really, than the song tells you right. who's going. He's not the know? flashiest dude in the band. Yeah, except for like when you listen. When you to your ears, he's flashy. <laughs> Flash it to my ears. Flash it to my ears. Flash it to my ears. <laughs> we got we got ourselves right away a little interlude, right out the gate. These guys are good at this history lesson. This will not be um, the last. No. In Africa, music is not an art form as much as it is a means of communication. James Earl Jones in there. Yep. Maybe a little uh, was that um, Baldwin? Uh, not Alec. <laughs> James. <laughs> I think I don't. I don't know everybody that was speaking in that, but I definitely knew James Earl Jones. Yeah. Just dropping. There's just let's just take this 56 seconds to just drop a little science on you. Just can it, you it, dig? It's almost like um, you're primed and ready for that interlude after. <laughs> after it's not. Well, yeah. I mean, after the first song, and then. 
they yeah. what you're just saying they would call cult of personality i mean they bookend that song with or exactly. basically bookend that song with with some cuts they got the historical drops yes and they 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 do that on this album a lot it's mm-hmm. a note that they are not afraid of hitting uh as far as just we'll lead into the song or we'll, we'll kind of yeah, blend get between into, the two drop some malcolm like your public enemy right you just got done playing some punk funk and now and now we're conscious too check that out yeah. You know how we used to call it back in the day? We used to call it being conscious. Mm-hmm. And now it's woke. Mm-hmm. I think woke's <laughs> over, though. Woke's over. I feel like that was a, that was like a... It, Let's go back to being conscious. It was about three years, I think, where that that term was really hitting. We gotta go back to conscious. Mind you, yeah, conscious. Conscious is... The conscious is the yeah. way to be. I'm going to start a band called Conscious Pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get Vernon Reed to play with you. Uh no, track number. You got anything else you want to say no. about the interlude? No, we'll track. talk about where it was recorded and shit afterwards. All right, this is track number three, Pride. That fucking ride, like that ride sound. Oh, Corey, don't hurt him. Guys, big holler! Yeah, <laughs> you can music nerd out on these their whole catalog. Love it. When I speak out loud, you say I'm crazy. When I'm feeling proud, you say I'm lazy. Voice, oh, my God, man! What year is what year are we talking about here? 1990. Yeah, this comes out August 28th, 1990. Fuck out of here, man. Yeah. It's epic records. The epic did Vivid, do Time's Up, and uh, they're doing, uh, God, forget the, the next one, one right after this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spacing. I wonder why. Um, recorded in California, A&M Studios. Okay. Oh. See, this is this kind is, of the, uh, the cult of personality yeah. for this album. was on the radio this was a single I definitely remember yeah and I, I would say this is like a classic uh, chorus for yeah. Living Color oh yeah it's just like if the Chili Peppers actually were about something you yeah. know if they were conscious <laughs> if they weren't just whipping their dicks out all the time yeah man um, you, you could see Corey singing really well on some Chili Pepper songs um can't really see Anthony coming over to live in color. It doesn't work both ways. It doesn't work both ways. But they uh, musically, man, they are fucking they're right in there. They're talking to each other. I have, and again. Oh yeah. So he just said, don't ask me why I make this music, it's my culture. <laughs> I was just saying that shit. <laughs> Corey, we I just saw Corey last week um doing the David Bowie tribute with uh, Mike that Mike Garson put together his longtime keyboarders. Yeah, he did. Um, of course, I'm not gonna remember what. He did. Anyway, he was Corey Glover and killed it. However, Corey, old Corey is now maybe in his fifties. I'm gonna say, yeah, maybe like yeah, a good yeah. ten years older than us. Still got it. Oh he still got God. that that Corey it. That means he's got it. Like 24 when I saw him, Shea Stadium. 
Oh, young man. Young man. Looking good in them body gloves. He doesn't wear those body gloves anymore. He wears hoodies. Yeah. Cargo pants. Yeah. But, you know. You know how to use a whammy bar? I like how they let that breathe, that beat breathe. Will. Will loves throwing in the fucking bass drum rips. One of my favorite uses of double bass is, is Will Calhoun. Yeah, they got more than a good, they got more than a good measure of the band of gypsies in there too. Yeah. Just the being a trio like that musically. Yeah, yeah. Like that whole solo section could have been on that live at Winterland. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was just seeing comparisons oh. in my head right there to Danny Carey as well. I think Danny Carey is the rage listening. part you were talking about. This is the first on this album. This is the first sniff I, that I get of rage. Told a damn lie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I keep turning it down for the hook, and I don't mean to. It, turn it, up it just seems like an easy place to talk over. Right? I get it. That's like signature double vocals. It's kind of yeah, yeah. his his um, as far as their sound goes. A lot of those big anthemic choruses have oh, you gotta, you gotta double, double up, man. You gotta get yeah. thick. You gotta get you gotta get swole, man. <laughs> swell up them vocal cords. Is that is that a term? Is that what you what? do when you're recording? You're like I gotta I gotta swell up my cords. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get thick. Sometimes you gotta get thick though. Like if you got a lot of guitars and stuff going on, and it's a big powerful chorus, and like sure, sometimes you just gotta double up. Yeah, for protection. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That I yeah I totally remember that song being on the radio a lot, which is fantastic to think that you would play a song like that on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> um, Are we going forwards or backwards, Chris? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Oh boy. This next song though, I feel like this was a big hit. I feel it was a big MTV song. It had a good video, and it's kind of like this retro feel to this song. Love rears its ugly head. Yeah. You know, it's kind of bluesy and and sexy like this was a, a different move for them yeah and i was there for it still am shall i roll it let me turn it up before i roll it i'm learning learning <laughs> on the job after a decade i'm almost getting it Grandma swooning to this right now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those isms are so nice. <laughs> Since I always 
21st century blues like just 20 years too early yeah it's <laughs> a good way to put it man what what heavy okay hard rock they're getting the bluesy <laughs> best hard rock performance what other hard rock bands can pull that off a very 1990 few you know the aforementioned chilies um yeah and this they is, don't have the j- they don't have the jazz chops, though. No. So they're right away. That's a lot. Taking the L on that one. Yeah. Chili's. I don't know. I mean, these guys at the time, when they're burning this bright, I think they're the baddest motherfuckers on the block. Yeah. Probably. For doing what they do, which is pretty narrow. <laughs> That's a slim group of competition right there. I, I feel like I could go to their show... And either sit down or stand up up front and be fine with either one. And your girl would be fine going to the show. Like this was everybody this was for everyone. This music's up. Yeah. It's for everybody. They do bridges. Big up to the bridge. Yeah. I mean this case in point here that it's kinda like these choiric, angelic crescendos that he's calling to. Yeah, he's getting the gospel in there. Yeah. Drawing it at all. These guys are like, it's like... They're drawing it all. Like when I said that uh, Muse was the culmination of British rock, like all all British rock and roll of the entire 20th century. Yeah. These guys are like the culmination of all American rock and roll from... What haven't they touched on? (laughs) Yeah. And and we're four songs in. What are they not including? (laughs) And it all sounds like them. Yeah. I always remember the, the video was funny, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't remember the video. Yeah, I think they're kind of on, uh, on an island all by themselves at this point. It would take everybody a while to catch up to this. Yeah. Like you said, you never want to be the first through the door, I guess. Yeah. And I'm not crying the blues for Living Color. They did just fine. No, this album went gold, and the highest it got in the United States is number 13. Um, I don't know if it's sold more than gold since then. This is, you know, for when it just came out. Well, they just changed, um, the, uh, they just changed the rules, too, about uh, certifying records and the way streams factor in, and all these people are just popping up with gold records, like in the last week since they changed oh, really? the rules. So, you know. You might be getting a plaque mail to you guys. <laughs> Put it next to the other ones. I mean, these guys sold records when it meant something to sell records. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Heyday of selling records. Like the last big wave. Good on you. Yeah, well, they got a bunch of albums after this. You know, this wasn't um, this wasn't the end for Living Color, by any means. This is, again, end for Muzz. Um, and I think I, they broke up for like five years. yeah. Yeah, it's not a very long breakup. That's you know, no. Um, but 
I didn't collect any of their stuff, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what their sound developed into after this. This is the first three. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. That's, yeah, that's first three. what I had. Well, then they broke up. And then I think what happened is I didn't catch up after the breakup. Yeah, the same thing with Chains Addiction. Sure. Broke up, and then they started coming out with stuff. And for a moment, I was like, oh, maybe, eh. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. And then uh, you know, and and you hear it every now and then, mm-hmm. you know, fucking oh, the show Entourage has that. That sounds like Perry. Must be some sort of Perry Jane song or whatever. You oh, know? Perry was on the uh, but, Bowie tribute too. Was he? Yeah. What did he do? He did. Uh, God damn it! No, he did. Man who sold the world. Him and Etty did it together <laughs> and they had a dancer in a skull mask <laughs> and perry looked like nosferatu really oh like on purpose i hope so <laughs> i hope so yeah dude that wouldn't be a bad role for him some, <laughs> you know some sort of just batshit crazy vampire he Fucking, does got those crazy eyes. You would totally. You'd be like, you're like, when is this guy gonna kill me? That's you know what? Be the vampire who keeps you around for like thirty years. He, at least I will say <laughs> Jesus, this, man. He's back to being weird. Remember, he went super straight there for like a decade. Really, you'd see him have this real nice haircut, like yeah. bro cream and shit, and he's all debonair, like kind of filled out even a little bit. Yeah. And you're like, who the fuck is this guy? He was wearing cravats and shit. <laughs> totally. Um. If he wants to get back to being weird, I'm down with it. What was uh, Slade? He went as uh, from Velvet Underground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jack Slade, or whatever. He turned into Jack Slade. <laughs> and yeah, he's back to being Maxwell Demon. I'm for it. <laughs> yeah, nah, bring it. Let's get wild. You want to get nuts? <laughs> let's get nuts. Man, let's get into the next song, the New Jack theme. This is you're right. This is the world before anything popping here in the Northwest on a on a mainstream level. Yeah, this is just, just a sweet spot right in between everything where you could just do whatever the fuck you wanted to. <laughs> we're gonna do funk. We're gonna do metal. We're gonna do right punk. We're gonna get into some hip hop here in a little bit. Yeah, and and I think uh, when the when the West Coast grunge came through, it almost um, kind of uh, took the peaks and valleys off of what was happening on some of these albums at this point. Yeah. 
You know, and now it's more of this. You mean scorch the earth. Scorch the earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever you were doing yeah. beforehand. Sorry. Burned out some of the no, dead wood. Don't worry, you'll be sick of us in two years, and then right. you'll have seven Mary three to deal with. So yeah. fuck off. <laughs> I, that's how I felt anyway. <laughs> okay, that's a good read, man. That's the kid that showed up late to the party. Perspective. Oh, fuck. Hold on. Yeah. This is a little Guns N' Roses right there. Dr. Feelgood. Yeah. I like that they would fuck with the extra percussion. You know, like the unneeded. It's unneeded, but it's welcome. I think Will thinks it's needed. Like, might, and maybe it is. I, I, it's welcome. He, his kits is, 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 if you can sit behind a rock star kit, I thought this would be a cool idea. Um, basically a touring, uh, you know, van or whatever. Van, Jesus. Uh, maybe a little bit better production than that. Van. But famous people's kits. Uh, yeah, and like yeah. it'll show up at Guitar Center. And then three famous kits show up, and you 20 get twenty bucks. You can take your picture with it. You get to rent time. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, rent yeah time. that's right. You brought this up. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, is this one of those kids? Oh fuck yeah, he's got a bunch of good fun. I stuff. I remember it being big. Yeah, big enough that I it made me think he was small. Right? Was he? Is yes. he a little it's, guy, or did he just have a huge it's, kid? It's he's. You know he loves Neil Peart. Okay. Well, like, yeah. Just the uh, the fun shit, but this is. Primus, Tim Alexander's doing the very fucking same thing at the very same time with sweet-ass drum kit with some real fun shit on there, too. Um, And a whole bunch of it. The kind of fun shit that you can only have if you're sponsored and you get to play with it and come (laughs) up with groups for a living. I feel like he was a Yamaha guy. He went to Pork Pie. I'm pretty sure he went to Pork Pie. But yeah, it was... Yeah, he wasn't like a Sonos. He wasn't a DW guy. I don't think he was a Pearl guy. Um, this, this, it, Will's got a fun kit, and that's I love it when there's that expert percussion on there. Yeah, it's also a little Steve Perkins ish too. Okay, you know, and and he's fun. doing he's doing he's in charge of all percussion on this record. So anything you hear, is, that's him. And I think he's probably doing most of it live as much as possible. Yeah. He didn't even let Corey play the tambourine. He's like, no, fuck you. Corey man. gets, you can strum an acoustic guitar. It's my thing, Hollywood. <laughs> Back off. Yeah. No, it's funny. He's always got some some action going on. I like the up-tempo stuff like that. Gets my, gets my blood going. Yeah. Like it hasn't goned since <laughs> 1989. Uh more fun times. This is good. Another fun song about to turn up. Elvis is dead. Remember, because it was like a thing for a while there, like he wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's always this in the Enquirer. Kind of a funny. This is a funny take. Yeah, it is. It's this is cheeky boys right here. American cheeky boys in the house. Yo, Corey, man. Yeah, man. What's up? I saw Elvis the other day. Get out of here, man. <laughs> Dude, this is a, like infectious grooves <laughs> and
Speaking of, let's shopping for fresh fruit. That's poetry. See, right? Yeah, this this I, is when Lenny Kravitz says, yo, scoot over, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, I, I like how he, he kind of uh, grabs from James Brown there, singing about how Elvis is dead. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, how funny would that be if he's walking around as a zombie in a fucking jumpsuit? Mm. <laughs> yeah. In a white suit. 1989 was not a good year for Elvis. No. He had Chuck D on his case. Yeah. They took it one further and fucked motherfucked John Wayne. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's kind the of a... Sacred cows going down left and right in 1989. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And this Give is their... Yeah, this is that's, their that's hit That's your James it. Brown right there. Into crazy funk metal. Right? Well, Chuck right there. Well, Chuck was on their debut album. Public Enemy was on the uh, on the first album. It was a little appearance. I remember that. Uh, Flavor Flav is credited with social commentary on the album. <laughs> um, we're, I think we're going to get more into Public Enemy for oh, yeah. the future. Nice. Right? Nice. Little Richard. And then the hey, saxophone. Well, well, no, bring this up. Maceo Parker. Oh, how could I turn the fader down on Maceo? I mean, you went through James Brown. Right. They, exactly. He's played with everybody. That's why there's this tie in this song. Now he's cutting on uh, yeah. uh, si- Paul Simon. That's there's okay. So here they are. They're speaking to the whole thing of oh, it's crazy with these black guys playing rock and roll. And it's like, it feels like a response. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and a righteous one. <laughs> and that those are the best kind, dude. And a, a, a song done in the theme of of the lyrics, you know? Yeah. I'm sure there's a smarter term for that. But <laughs> it's just a, it's just a good piece. But I mean, this whole album's got a bunch of cameos. We got Queen Latifah, mm-hmm. Dougie Fresh, Little Richard. We just heard Maceo Parker. We just heard James Earl Jones starts it off, or is like the <laughs> he second. He was getting track. sampled in the uh, history lesson track, <laughs> yeah. track number two. Yeah, yeah. That they always had good guests. Like the first record had Mick Jagger playing like tambourine and singing backups and stuff. This is yeah, Mick Jagger's been a fan Mick Jagger of living color. A couple for, of those tracks. He likes these guys. That's the only way <laughs> that that he got to play the tambourine. Right, right. And <laughs> I'm sure was produced. stoked. Yeah. <laughs> and you know another reason these guys are opening up for fucking Rolling Stones. I mean, mm-hmm. what an incredible 
fucking uh what is that off of their first album i yeah. think and they're opening up for the stones stones had good ears that was prince's big break too yeah huh. yeah they they the stones had launched a thousand hits. and prince's thumbprint is on this too yeah, yeah. It's on everything. But I mean right. <laughs> the DNA of Prince. It's, it's everywhere. Like it's I said, on they the are, windows. They're the culmination the of American <laughs> rock and roll in nineteen eighty nine. They are the sum total of yeah. rock and roll yeah. in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. All they've all been listening for a very long time. Rock and roll has not been <laughs> around for fifty years at this point. Right. <laughs> or maybe just about no, That's crazy. The 1980, No, rock and roll was not invented in the forties. <laughs> Maybe some of the roots of it. Yeah, you know. But listen, it's a fresh art form at the at that point. She's feeling a little feeble right. and old these days. Yeah, it's like fifty years old. Yeah, at this point, at most. You got hip hop's almost that old. It's we're almost, almost that old. That's what I'm saying. Yeesh. Your mom's that old. <laughs> type or is this the last last one on this no yeah it's the last one on this side we'll All call right. it a side I don't know if this was ever I think no nah, I think this is old and old enough to have sides probably you know it came out on CD too but there's also tapes <laughs> tapes have sides <laughs> I'm gonna say I, I call this as the center of the album here in a second because I got to know how many singles actually got issued off of this record because I can't remember if I just listened to this album a bunch or if these were actual radio singles yeah but a a hooky a sticky hooky chorus like that's (laughs) not gonna leave your brain and I kind of I'm a fan of the way Corey does lyrics like there's being clever and then there's being Clever, but not like trying to be clever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you follow I, that? I think I know what you're saying. I think um, I, I he's not saying, clever. "Look how clever I am." No, he just he could just turn a phrase. Yeah, he it, it kind of goes for the um, the most uh, very straightforward delivery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's humor in it. There's a little bit of sarcasm in it. He's uh, He's an actor, so he can he can give you all these emotions. Like I feel like, well, yeah, you, like um, this is probably going to sound dumb too. Not that what you just said sounds dumb. <laughs> probably did. <laughs> is this the, is this the part of the podcast where we just fess up to the fact that we accidentally <laughs> roofied ourselves with THC juice in a, in a cocktail? <laughs> God, you guys, I'm, I'm hanging on to the, the table like it's holding me on the earth. 
he his vocal delivery is like on stage. Mm-hmm. It's um, uh, projection. Yeah, big projection. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to cram in a lot of beats per minute um, on his delivery. It's sing-songy. Yeah. And that's what makes his choruses really nice because they just break into yeah. this, you know. Because um, he can sell the, he can sell the snarky and then he can sell the sincere exactly. in the same fucking song. Yeah, actor. Yeah, acting. <laughs> <laughs> He's good too. Gambling term. That's also an animal term. <laughs> <laughs> What's he saying there? Of course. This is the place where the truth is concealed. Yeah, we are the children. Yeah, this, that's what I'm talking about with real, his, uh, his clever, not in your face cleverness. Is, yes. Um, got a little Lennon in his wordplay. There is a little Lennon in there. Um, and there's a, some HR, some bad brains in there, too. Um, again, not trying to be overly flowerly. Flowerly. <laughs> Jeez. It made me smell mainly. <laughs> it was hey. speak flowerly, you know. The way he comes up with his words. Yeah, smart words. <laughs> Uh, proper bridges. Yeah, do the let love rule bridge. Come on. Okay, that's. <laughs> nice. We covered. Uh, the Love Rule we did Lenny's second album yeah I think these guys did too <laughs> what was Lenny doing around this time I think his first record um, yeah his first this, record this which Let Love Rule like, is on yeah this this feels a, a lot like Lenny Kravitz here it's some, it was it's something also happening was at the time and maybe Lenny Kravitz was sounding like you know Another New York guy. This maybe this is what New York sounds like in 1989. Could yeah. be the, the answer to that. Just some fucking earnest hard rock. That's all it is. <laughs> fucking swinging hammers and fucking. So New York is will always be, uh, just by the sheer nature of its being the center of like artistic things. The cool shit's always going to end up coming out of New York because it just draws. Yeah. It draws a certain type of people that are <laughs> yeah. going to just make that happen. But also, they gave us Kiss. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. We don't talk about that so much. (laughs) Yeah, type. Uh, They they hit a few different genres in one song right there, which is, I guess they already done that two, three times on this record. It didn't stop amazing me. Yeah. I remember how many times they do it. I just am thinking how I'm going to be rolling uh, kind of a living color playlist tomorrow at work. (laughs) (laughs) 
having too good of a time. You know what else was happening? Mm. 1980s, 1990. When is this? Let's try that 1990. again. 1990. <laughs> That's right. I've been saying 89, but it's been 1990, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I know what you meant. It's, it's basically around it's, the same time. There. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Within Adjacent. Um, if you were going to go I was out- still wearing <laughs> shoes from 1989. So, whatever. <laughs> Dude, these new kicks I got today are basically fucking 89. They look like something I'd have worn in 89. Dude. Fucking Dayglo socks. Hell yeah. Dago wearing Dayglo. <laughs> Those socks are almost the same color as Corey Glover's body gloves from the cult yeah. personality video. <laughs> These are my Seahawks socks. These are like my indoor fluffies. <laughs> <laughs> I like chilling in these. <laughs> Usually they go with jammies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, in a pair of new shoes? Wonderful. Yeah. 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 Good know. call. <laughs> welcome welcome these shoes gently. Yes, yeah. exactly. They're, they're, it's going to rain for like the next week. Yeah. And so I was like, well, they're oh, not going to not gonna be out. able to wear them. They're not coming out. I got some scotch guard if you wanted. This is my window. <laughs> <laughs> we scotch guard you up. Could you? Yeah. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on in 1990? Dude, 1990. If you wanted to see Robert De Niro and... Mm. <laughs> I think I know. Go Keep going. I don't want to guess. And fucking Mork from Mork. Oh, no. That's not what I was act thinking. Act together. You can watch Awakenings in yeah, the theater. That was a good one, too, though. That's when we realized that Robin can, Robin can get in there. Yeah, you had a hint, like in Garp, but then... Then he, he, he came back and said, Moscow no. on the Hudson. You were like, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, then, then, yeah, then it was like awakenings. Popeye was in there for a bit. And you were that's like, right. Oh, that's, that's, what, that's why you just were like, eh. yeah, Popeye was like 1980. What a strange movie. Robin Williams going strong around yeah. this time. He's about to hit his like third wind. Right. Dude, that's incredible. <laughs> really makes you think. John Ritter going pretty strong around yeah, here. Yeah, he is. Uh, John Ritter, the God. Are you kidding me, dude? I think it's going to be our chore to always remind people that John. Ritter I am here to keep excellent. John Ritter's name alive. Because remember, you're only dead when people stop talking about you. That's right. That's so right. John Ritter lives. You think Boomer lives? John was, Ritter lives. We just John found a new way to end this podcast. John Ritter lives. He does to me. Damn it. Fuck hell yeah. All right. What's Fucking. He, what's he doing? He's still doing John the Ritter. Show. No, no, he's not doing. Let me tell you he what. He did that movie. He was at the. He was at the. John Ritter was in Jacob's Ladder, which came out this year. Damn, that's yeah. a trippy ass movie. It is. John Ritter played three of the face shaking people yeah. in that movie. You know, yeah. he was. He was. Oh, that's played, like yeah. that's like the dominant memory of that movie for yeah. me is the that, shaky face. that movie's all. That's Revisit what you were doing to me that one night at Jim's house. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jim came up twice in one episode. <laughs> All right. You want you knock that shit off? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that got wavy. Yeah. Fucking misery. Yeah. That came out. Kathy Bates, we realized. That's why I met Kathy Bates. I vicious. Think. James Conn. She yeah. was scarier than Freddie, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Because she was helping. But trapping. Freddie wouldn't just break your ankle with a sledgehammer. No, <laughs> and then good I... sense to slice you up. Oh, fucking feed you soup. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Yeah, James Caan. That movie's uncomfortable. Yeah, James Caan. American badass. Another American badass we find in Kevin Costner in Dances with Wolves. Mm. 
Big movie. Yes. Manifest Destiny, badass. Uh, I learned a lesson that if you go to the movies uh, with a couple people and two of you go see one movie and the other person goes to see Dances with Wolves and you say, we'll meet you after the <laughs> yeah. movies, you just fucked yourself. Yeah. That movie takes it's forever. Long. I remember I got the I got a free VHS for like buying a Big Mac or something. Oh. And it was one of the double VHS. Yeah. So it was so long. Oh, yeah. Braveheart. Which, uh, another letterbox. Another one like that. <laughs> That's right. Did you get a letterbox? Please. McDonald's nice. hooked me up. I loved it when uh, McDonald's had those fucking cheap movies, and Steve O and I were driving across country, and in one of the McDonald's somewhere in like Idaho or something, it said, "We will not carry the owners of this property will not carry the Wayne's World movie for purchase because we do not agree with on the moral content. grounds." Yeah, the content. Where were you driving? Middle of the country. <laughs> Wasn't on the ends. <laughs> Don't disagree with Wayne's World. Wayne's World. That too saucy. Wow. And we believe in God here, so we will not be Wayne's selling World. Wayne's World. Not in this McDonald's. Not when you buy your nuggets. Not here. <laughs> not ever. Wayne's World. Okay. <laughs> Wayne's World, dude. <laughs> Wayne's World. Like I'm gonna make sure my kids watch Wayne's World at some point. It's probably the problem with America, Jared. Yep. Days of Thunder. Tom Cruise is going oh, strong. Yeah, hot off the color of money. Was this his next move? Or after cocktail, color of money? This like, is this, is a, this is a... Oh, well, yeah, that was 86. Days of Thunder. That started the role. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. I Guns N' like, Roses yeah, is right. hanging out with him I, now. I feel, like, I feel like Color of Money came out before Top Gun, but I don't mm. think it did. I think that was like 88. It's, and like just cocktails. meant to look like it. yeah. It's a fun movie. They all were. That's why he was so hot. Fucking on uh, Vice has like, or, or Vanity or something like that has, or maybe it's GQ or something. Experts talking about movie scenes. Yeah. And it's really fun. Breaking and, down their most iconic roles. Well, the most iconic roles. And then like Professional Sniper talks about these yeah. five scenes. They had a pool, professional pool player. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, you can't show off like that. There's a good chance you'll get killed if you do on a money game. <laughs> He's like, he, nobody fucks around. Yeah, and, and, and it's he, not the time for yeah. it. Yeah, but I totally appreciated the scenery, and, and Tom Cruise actually playing, you learned how to play pool right. and shit like that. He's got a cool Clapton song out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Rip off for one of my earlier compositions. This <laughs> <laughs> is where you're biting Clapton. Mm-hmm. Um... Just fucking keep punching through this, man. Oh, I could give you the I could give you the top ten if you're interested. Fucking yeah, man. Drop the top ten. We do my eyes look as bad as yours right oh, now? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Great. I feel the bags under my eyes growing by the minute. I feel like the emperor in like the old ones before they fixed him. Yeah. When he just had like those play doh rings around his eyes. Yep. That's what I feel like right yeah. now. Yeah. For sure. Okay, you look glad like to know that. that that's I'm not hallucinating now. Yeah. Awesome. No, I want to tell you anyway head. about the Billboard Top 10 Albums. This is very weak. Bring I'm, it. I'm very proud of this right here, even though they're 425. Back then, they were still 206ers because everyone east of the Cascades was a 206. Okay. Queensryche, Empire. Monster album. Wow. Silent Lucidity. The title track, Empire, 
fucking badass. Jet City Woman. Yeah. Uh, I'm Those, missing one. These are hometown heroes. I'm missing one. Uh, anyway, Unstoppable. Yeah. That album's pretty dope. I heard they played their first show at like the Paramount to like 1,800 people. I think it was more like the Bellevue Skate King to 18 people. That remains to be seen. <laughs> they did used to rock we'll the Bellevue know. Skate King. <laughs> yeah, that's like their third and fourth show. Back when you had to play roller rinks. Uh, anyway, good on you, fellas. Uh, get over your shit and be Queensryche again. That's all I got to say. Anita Baker, she came up last, uh, maybe an, a week or two ago. She's yeah. still on the she's still on the charts with that same album at number nine. Nice. Compositions. Mm. Michael Bolton at number eight. Soul Provider. Big time mom rock, right yeah, there. Yeah, he was strong. Bolton, <laughs> the force was strong with Bolton at this point. Oh, he had it going on. The hair. Yeah. It's about the, the chicks take the hair, man. Yeah. Kind of had the same hair that. Uh, like Beauty and the Beast, a guy. Uh, yep. Uh, the big lung. Ron Ron, Ron Perlman. Perlman. He had that Ron Perlman Beauty and the Beast hair. Yeah. Yeah, but Michael's was real. <laughs> at least Michael Bolton at least just gets a, like a percentage, a baseline percentage of respect for me for being in Dune. Oh yeah. So you know I I can I can cap on him, but yeah. At the end of the day, Chris. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. To know how to be, you know. Like, a, you got to be a backup singer sometimes. And Michael Bolton did not fucking, <laughs> he didn't oversell the role. He didn't look at the camera. No, he, was he fucking he didn't played break it those straight walls. And he made you think, like, I wonder if he's good on drums, man, because he's fucking. He was keeping that. He kept that beat. He kept that beat, man. Kept that murder beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and his eyes, guess what? Blue within blue. Yeah, man. So he you know he's a bad motherfucker. He's been where they feared to look. You know what I'm saying? I heard he went method for that role. Yeah, he did. <sighs> I hate regret to inform you of number seven, Poison, Flesh and Blood. Yeah, this is, we're uh, still on that glam rock. Yeah, Echoes. it's there. Yeah. Never a big Poison fan. Not Never even a small Poison fan. Mm-mm. Once time I just thought I wanted to fuck their drummer because I thought he was a girl, but then he wasn't. Yeah. And that's about as close as I got to being a fan. Same. Yeah. That's funny how that works. Graffiti Bridge Prince at number six. Good stuff right there. Yeah. Thieves in the Temple. That's a, that's one of the all time Prince jams right yeah, there. Yeah. Thieves he's, in the he's, Temple. He's, 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 Whew, he's, not a great film. <laughs> not a fantastic movie. Though it's got Maceo Parker, I believe, is in it. No shit. I think he is. Um, I'm I'm almost positive. It's, I watched it like uh, maybe five years ago again for the first time since, and I was like, ooh, yeah, not holding up. Yeah. Not great. Not everything a maestro does is great. No, you just got to put a. You just got to work. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, number five, Poison, not the band. The <laughs> album by Belle DeVoe. There you go. There's some New York. Yeah, for you. not the band. <laughs> not the band. Really, Belle DeVoe, ex members of New Edition. Yep. Let me see. We go. Michael Bell, Ronnie, 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 Bobby, Ricky, and Mike, (laughs) Ralph and Johnny, too. (laughs) Carly. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know what I remember most about Bell Bib DeVoe Hmm. is there is a Kids in the Hall episode where one of them keeps going, Bell Bib DeVoe. (laughs) It was fun to say. (laughs) Yeah. I'll give him that. I think it was Kevin. Bell Bib DeVoe. 
I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm mostly not a fan of the whole New Jack Swing movement. Yeah, Bill Bib Devolo, that Poison album. <laughs> Some cuts. They got me. <laughs> they got. They got me on that one. Uh, John Bon Jovi solo. John Bon. John. Number four, Blaze of Glory, the Young Guns 2 soundtrack. Oh, he, he John got some work. He did he some work. New his... Jersey cowboy ass well, out there in his sleeveless leather. People forget whatever that, that was. That John Bon Jovi was in U571. You know, he, after he, this. he tried some acting. Yeah. Uh, around, around this time. Roundabout. Roundabout. So he's a little, doing Cut a little bit of solo off, soundtrack for. Uh, he did. He was actually kind of. On the forefront of He's the first one to like <laughs> let that hair go, because acting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Corey Glover took him aside and said, "Listen, John, <laughs> yeah, you got to be versatile. Yeah, you got to be able to put on a wig. Yes, um, it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of action, a lot yeah. of action going on. Yeah, yeah. Number three, Mariah Carey, self-titled album. Sure, her second album, I believe. Hmm. Oh, rock and roll rock star progeny right here. Wilson Phillips, daughters of the uh, Beach Boys and some mamas and papas. Yeah. Do, wow, Wilson Phillips. Yikes. Not, not my favorite shit. But it is not Hold On? That is Hold On. That's, that's Hold yeah. On. Yeah, yeah. Juggernaut. It's still a jam. I suppose so. Yes, you know. It's a different time. It's, I it's, mean, it's no number it's one. undeniable, Jared. MC Hammer, please hammer, don't hurt him, a.k.a. Jared's first arena <laughs> concert ever that he went to. <laughs> With me and my cousin Jake, Aunt Cindy drove us down there in a snowstorm, and we got our pictures taken in front of a plaque that said MC Hammer. <laughs> we got to put on our biggest B-boy stance, and I was I got... That's awesome. Had some, what do you call it, the flights? The Nike, the, the Air, the flights? Yeah. And they were my prized possession in life. So, you know, I'm putting like foot forward in that shot. Like, boom. Show him. Got like a mock turtleneck on. Nice. It's amazing. Dude. Acid washed. The jeans could not have been more acid washed. You, you've had Fantastic. style for a very long time. <laughs> a lot of different styles, but always style. That's why I'm the thick yeah. white duke. Tell you what, you called my shoes out within three <laughs> seconds of being in your house. And I, and I, made, I was stoked. Fresh kicks, man. <laughs> Gotta like, give it up. <laughs> to give it up otherwise what's the point yeah right if I learned anything from Prince <laughs> thanks man <laughs> thanks bro <laughs> sometimes sometimes <clears throat> that's it for our trip down memory lane I suppose just to give you a little context of what this was sitting up against on the radio and on MTV yeah the culture at large uh, speaking of the culture at large information overload being the name of the song Foretell, he did he even know the half of it yet in 1989? Right, prophetic shit right here. Now he's on it. No Shardamus right here. Get that Max Headroom tone. Sometimes I feel like my mind will explode 
Hold on, we do need to address what just happened in the beginning of that song, though, because if that's not 1989's version of Eruption, I don't know what it is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. That was some new shit. That was the check the new shit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what effects he had on there. That that affected everybody from Tom Morello to Johnny Greenwood right there. Yeah. Morello basically said, I could take three quarters of that and turn it into riffs. Right. He just summarized Kid A with that guitar solo. Right. (laughs) Dude. Amazing. Amazing. We now return you to the song In Progress. Little proto uh, Metallica Metallica, under Sandman there. Wow. Once again, another another big Corey hook too on this one. See, poet and prophet. Yeah. Could be like really heavy and cool and guitar laden, but still have dope hooks. Van Halen, yeah, I'm yeah. strong Van Halen yes. vibes from the song actually, <laughs> with yeah. the eruption intro. Like, I'm, is this you really got me? I, I kind of wanted to see how long <laughs> it was going to take before we hit onto uh, some similarities. Well, and if you're going to contain the totality of American rock and roll, that's a big part of the recipe right there. Yeah, and in in. The way Van Halen always sounds like Van Halen, Living Color always sounds like Living Color. It's it, it, they're a unique combination of that that four piece, um, you know, three piece and the yeah. singer. Yeah, same setup. And it, it's like the maximum that that can do. It's, it's that formula for rock and roll and hard rock overdriven at the elite level. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody firing. They're Tom Brady in it right now. You can get away with two, three people firing and have a good one rarely can you stay around with just one person who's fires you know they, they get gobbled up into something else these guys it's it, everybody yeah ready set go Like he's saying to Eddie, like, I see your Beethoven, 
and I raise you a Miles Davis. <laughs> and I think he's got that jazz angle. And what I like about him throwing that raw ass solo right there, that's just a, a fucking face melter. You start the song off with uh, one that goes tech digital. Yeah. And then in the middle of the song, Rocks you like, analog in the middle. Uh, just, yep. <laughs> <laughs> And he, him, his riff-isms are just like Eddie Van Halen's. Mm-hmm. They, it's not just... Oh, oh okay, Corey. Nice one, Corey. Don't hurt him. Uh-huh. Don't hurt him. He's filling in the space between them. It's like a well-worn in riff. Right? Man, just, he's got his fills are all on point. Yeah. Those little harmonics he does in between the, the, the vocals. Yeah. And the little whammy bar screams. It's it's Eddie to the T. Yeah. Oh, and I gotta do the wind down. This is the, uh, what's the specific musical term for that, Chris? I what think I that? would for slowing it's the down. The proper, the proper. I when mean, you, like, if you, you're um, going to do it, the most proper when you, when you way to say it. Beat, when you yeah, something a beat, when you something, it starts. Bring it all down a little bit. It's. I can't remember. I can't remember. But, downing uh, a beat. Yep, that's what it is. Information overload. It's almost like you saw it coming. Yeah. And and again, kind of like a, you know, you called it Max Hedrome. <laughs> that was guitar the guitar solo. In the that was beginning. the mindset. And uh, another thematic, fucking run it song structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. they I, I like that. All we had was cable news in 1989. We still figured out that it was the, a bad idea. Well, what happened? What happened in 1991? Of the world offense is the World Wide Web. Um, That's right. They they had basically a meeting. We talked about this on one of our last ones. A meeting in CERN. In around this time, and and we're basically like, so we're gonna do the web for the world, and how is it gonna go from one country to the next? And they figured out how that was gonna happen. And I think 1990 is when uh, Switzerland is getting their web shortly after the meeting at CERN, which Mm -hmm. is in Switzerland. Okay. Yeah. So there's, you know. That's that's it's a theme. It's There's, happening. Yeah, it's happening. There's there. I think we had the web at that point in America, but we weren't talking to Switzerland at that point. <laughs> sure. You know? Bullet bulletin boards, glorified bulletin boards, mm-hmm. and tech like that that was this popping up. Pony Express era. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dial-ups like a horse, which would be a Kevin Costner movie years later. Yes. Under the cover of darkness. Can I play this one? Can he play his guitar? Touch without seeing, love without feeling, stealing a moment. Under cover of darkness 
Greenwood. Yeah. That was pretty vibey, though. Yeah, it was a little bit of like Floyd, and then they throw that fucking groovy beat underneath there. And you're right, that, that all of a sudden is proto. <laughs> Proto-British art rock. See, there's not only the totality of musical history, but the future, too, as it seems. Hmm. That's heavy right there. Cleaner than the chili peppers Handled. right there. Uh, it's just, it's not even fair to keep making that comparison anymore. <laughs> Sorry. They're already down. Yeah. You're kicking them. They're down. You're kicking them. It's just, it's just walk, you know. That was dignity. not my intention. Let them have the I dignity. <laughs> I would like to hear a jam session with Frushani and Vernon Reed, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That you're going to. There'll be just enough ego to really see some magic right there. Right. I, I'm going to look into some side projects of Vernon Reed. Did a lot of session work, too, I believe. He was just very sought after in general, I think, after after the breakup. Right. Probably before even. I don't know. I like that he can do political and sexy. Yeah. It's what you think this is the prince ingredient. Queen Latifah. Voice just cut He's right just through. dropping some jazz solo right there too. Yeah. <laughs> Django Reinhardt right there. R2D2. Yeah, he fucks with you. That's it. Just that that deconstruction. Yeah. He's got such a nice flair for that deconstruction. Like, no, you can do other shit with this. Check it out. Beautiful. Queen Latifah, man. Yeah. I, how long did she... When's the last time she made a record? I know she's been acting for a long time now. I don't know, I feel man. like it's been ages since she did a record. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know how many records um, she's on. Ladies first. Ladies <laughs> first. Dude, her voice just cut right through there, though. She was always smooth as butter. Yeah. It rolled into the next song too fast. Was that uh what's that what's his name? Where that drop was from Yosemite Sam? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna roll it back because I feel like that was Yosemite Sam. 
Anyway, that was them bringing the sexiness. Corey bringing, but they were all bringing the sexiness. That was yeah. nothing. Wasn't sexy about that. No, it, it, it's like a, it's like Sherbert for the album. <laughs> palate cleanser, yeah. sexy palate cleanser. Yeah, we're, we're now we're like about halfway through the second like a half. Dick. What was that three quarters of the way through? It's like, ouch. <laughs> um, more clever John Lennon esque wordplay on ology. For this one, yeah, yeah, you'll see. What I mean. That's what I'm talking about. Right there. Producing this could not have been easy. Produce this again? This is uh, uh, Stasium. Ed Stasium. Oh, that's right. Ed Stasium Gymnasium. Yeah. Give that guy an award. I was. I forgot to write is he down. He's a jazz producer, maybe. Yeah, he's got his. That would make sense to me. You look at. Uh, my impression was looking at his catalog. It's like, uh, yeah, it fits right in there. Yeah, it's basically. That's like weather report shit right there. Yeah, because he, he's. Because uh, they're pulling from so many different fucking areas. Ed, Ed was able to do it. He had the chops. He was it. And for 1990, it doesn't sound too. It's not. It doesn't have too much 1990 on it. You know, yeah. like you could, you could fudge it by a decade or so. Well, it's kind of like uh, it, it. The production is serving all the instrumentation. You know, it's not trying to fit into the now that mid-tone fucking grunge that's going to come by. That, that next that next wave, which is going to even change the way they produce music for radio. Yeah. This is still like hi-fi dynamic. You can you still know? hear the bass player. Yeah, and the bass has so much character, um, especially during that last track. It, it just had a lot of room around it, and you could hear how soft the strings were, you know, like they, right that moment right before he flaps them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I gotta keep fucking it's giving you the come here fingers when I'm talking about right playing bass. <laughs> Method playing shit bass. It's like you're going for my G spot, man. <laughs> I'll let you. Fight the flight. No, I won't. like Jimi Hendrix playing Cathedral by Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> what a... Whip. Yes. Oh, right? Beautiful. Same. 
the only real tell on this album of being 1990 is just that snare sound. Yeah. Guitars are pretty meaty. Could, could choke could find the snare themselves pretty good in that, the that snare is 1990. Yeah. Even that bass drum, I mean, he's got a heavy foot, but it doesn't have hardly any breath Boom. to it. Yeah. Unless the drummer gets some. If it was a key, what don't it open? Is peace the answer? Then what's the question? Well, poor as hell. Peace as hell. He's got like eight pillows in my face. I have had it with you. Wow, what the hell? Poor as hell, love as hell, what the hell. That's right up there with David Bowie's uh, Far Out. <laughs> in out <laughs> way out classic well now you're just showing off burn yeah that burn cook I do I think this one maybe if, it, if I didn't play it as much as vivid I'm, I'm remembering here as listening back to it that I listened to it more than I thought I did yeah Let's do it more than I thought I would in the next month. Because of shit like that! Come on. That's a good groove right there. They're sending that bass left and right. Traveling, mm-hmm. he's on the move. We all find the same fight. We all are in the same war. We all are in the same revolution. Got to know what we fight for. Once again, we are all not in the same revolution, are we? Listen, somebody get this guy. <laughs> Let's start a cult around Corey Glover, can we? <laughs> Forty years ago, he's calling it. Holy shit. 30? 30 years. Yeah, 30. No? Yeah, 30 years. Okay. I'm not as impressed, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> there was something going on around that time when you just think about... It's funny. There's a lot of garbage music and just a lot of real heavy shit going on all at the same time. And usually is. Yeah. That way. But in 1989, it was all in the same chart. It was crazy. Yeah, there was there was it was a kind of pretty diverse run that you went down for those top top yeah. tens. And it was been like that in the in 89 and 90 and like 91. Was probably the last time it would be that um, diverse when the grunge kind of came in and and some people held their ground like you. you uh, 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 Mariah Carey's and Michael Jackson wasn't going to go anywhere. No, Primus's. But yeah, exactly. Primus. But things got a little homogenous. Anytime you, the, something becomes the next big thing, you get yeah, it's the way of the the business and and the world in our ears. Whatever. So where do you think these guys are coming from? Um, 
or are they are they totally original? Hmm. Like you know, they're they're not they're not at the end of the glam stage. It doesn't feel like like the most glam they got was was putting on a wetsuit. That's yeah, a, yeah, you know, yeah. But, no, um, they're they're killers. Is what they are. They're like right. musical killers. They they're up there with like Van Halen or Band of Gypsies or uh, any, anyone else you can come up with in yeah. that format that is just like what cream, you know? Yeah, they're in that elite level of. They could have come out three years later during the quote grunge explosion and would have still, I think, yeah. been as impressive. Yeah, they're just when there's that much talent all going at once. Hard to deny. So, I think it would have happened for him regardless. But he just got that cosmic resonance, man. Nineteen eighty nine, <laughs> ninety something was changing in the consciousness on the planet today. There was, and they're kind, of, they're kind of like a, a year, like a year ahead. Yeah. Tag team partners. Is this about uh, Menage a Trois or what? I don't know. I don't think they sing. They don't, don't think, go the same Hagar route like that. They no, they don't, they don't work blue. <laughs> yes, yeah, beatboxing. Dougie Fresh. Remember that one season? This was the theme song for the Cosby Show. <laughs> that was the sign of a good beatboxer when they could carry a melody behind it. Yeah, yeah. Like a roll of bass line behind their beatbox. Yeah, that was like the primo beatbox. Uh, Seth has got a couple that he can roll like that. <laughs> He's got bass lines. Yeah, he got to. That <laughs> was uh, that was Dougie Fresh showing up on that one. It said tag team partners. So I'm gonna guess that was Corey and Dougie. Yeah, I, I think, mean I think Corey, Corey was to... scatting. Yeah, I don't know if he yeah, was yeah. getting in on the beatboxing. I don't Maybe. know. Who knows? I don't know. Didn't sound like uh, really any overdubs in there. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? You know, crazy times. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this okay. Here comes like a genuine. Uh, this was well, like well, the, what? There's also a, a trend right now with albums coming out that have. Those extra tracks or that those oh, yeah. interlude with interludes. with the so and so skits interludes yeah. Or... yeah playing on other people's albums pretty popular at this point so it, it's kind of like they obviously have some crushers on this album they've um, and uh, it, so they haven't shied away from that but it, right. it, it's nice yeah <laughs> it's I mean this like, was like pre Rozelle you, know, you know that was like good that was the that was like the epitome of beatboxing at the moment right? oh yeah that was state of the art yeah, beatboxing that's right good there. right there. It is insane right now. You ever watch any championships? Uh, yeah, it's like Michael Winslow <laughs> got cloned into a beatboxer. And it's, it, like... it's the Duncan Idaho of Michael Winslow. Yeah, for the beatboxer. <laughs> We're doing like dubstep and stuff now. It's, it's insane. <laughs> it is insane. Everything must progress. The spice must flow. <laughs> this one was flowing on the radio pretty hard. The solace of you. This was like their like. If they ever had like a real ballad, ballad, like love song, ballad, the solace of you, you remember this one? You will.
Yeah, we're going to the Caribbean. <laughs> So stoked to play with those rock sticks. <laughs> I love playing with those things. But I keep on trying. I've got the solace of you. When I can't think straight and there's no escape, I've got the solace of you. I always loved like African guitars, you know, uh, South African in, yeah. in particular. Just got that tone. Yeah, I don't know it's what so it is rhythmic. about that tone, but yeah. I mean, David Byrne made some made some hay out of that. <laughs> like there's, I think I want to say there was a like Talking round, Heads cover like on the first. Full. Wasn't there a Talking Heads cover on the first album of them? I think they covered that. Okay, so guess oh, who yeah. produced uh, Talking Heads album? Stasium. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Really? See, okay. So you're hearing it now. Yeah. This is where he's like pulling from all these different influences. They're pulling from all the different influences. They got a producer who's doing that. They're on Epic Records. They got a lot of backing at this point, you know? They really came together on this album. And again, after Stain kind of fell off, mm-hmm. you know, that happens. It happens with, with a lot of music with me. But uh, this is it. I mean, this is just a very dynamic approach to recording your second album. Just fucking throwing a whole bunch of stuff together. To end and not fucking it up. Because when you get that carte blanche to do whatever yeah. you want, boy, that's a real easy time to fuck it all up. Trying to be everything and not Why achieving we do this show? anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if it sucks, we wouldn't do it. That's why you haven't heard the Billy Squire episode yet. Right, that's fine. Let's fuck Billy Squire. Getting that extra percussion back there. And they like the big swelling outro. Songwritership. Yeah. That's another thing they have in common with all the greats is yeah, they can play. They're all killers, like we said, but can you write a good song? That's yeah. the other half of the equation. That not everybody not every maestro can whip out the solace of you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. The great equalizer. So how many do we have left on this album? That was the penultimate. We got one left. Oh my. This is the, you know, how do you close an album? <laughs> We've seen it done many ways over the last couple of years. You can take it up, you can take it down. You can get weird, like it's one of the sketches after one o'clock on SNL, you know? Right. Just yeah, really yeah, stretch just it out. Throw the tacket on the back if you insist on it being on the album. Yeah, you can do a hit. Covered a lot of people like to do a hidden track. Some people don't have enough material to even have a big selection. Maybe they can't even rushed. end their album. They're getting, they didn't even have enough songs to have a last song. Yeah, 
just had to stop at the next to last song, and that was it. I feel like these guys have a lot of material. I think they're. I, I get the feeling that Vernon Reed um, is prolific mm-hmm. at this point in in the game. 1990. I feel like he's he's uh, he's rolling pretty heavy with inspiration as well as everybody else. Now, it says that uh, since this is Muzz's last album with these guys, but the separation was amicable. Wasn't like uh, how you be mad at a guy named Muzz, right? Yeah, someone who plays like that, they're probably like, "I'm going to leave the band." Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> right? Shit. Yeah, and you know, there it is. And the Soldier Dawn. Th- let's see how they end this record, Chris. This is the life. It's one of the longer tracks on here too. It's uh, over six minutes. I like an epic closer, Chris. Six minutes. Them snap into <laughs> you know, it's tight ass grooves, so just waiting for it in a way, apprehensive. Yeah, I gotta do some research because how Vernon never went into Bowie's orbit, both me in New York City guys. Uh, maybe yeah. had to have, there's gotta be a session somewhere. Yeah, kindred spirits. I know. <laughs> it's a little bit hot. It's a little bit dead. It's a little bit hot. I just had a I just had a memory come back to me, remembering playing this album and another album that was in the same rotation, like at the same point in time. Yeah. You remember when uh, Jimmy Page got together with uh, Dave Coverdale, and they did Coverdale oh, Page. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> and then you picture the CDs sitting on top of each other in my bedroom. <laughs> Ridiculous. One album uh, aged a little better, Chris. Can you guess? Yeah. I barely listen to Coverdale, although. Take Me for a Little While is a jam. rarely coming at you with just 4-4 start to finish they are they're adding little bits over here and there stretching this part doing silly stuff for changes and it's it's a similar Van Halen dynamic in that drummer and guitarist are locked in hard and what 
Living Color has is a bassist who can also play with all of that. They, they got, um, you, you know, that it under, isn't just trying to follow one or the other yeah. or support one or the others. Meeting its own thing. They're all meeting each other on the. <laughs> you ever listen to King's X? No. This has a. Uh, it reminds me of King's X. Yeah. At the, around the same time, but would just do those big riffs and have like the Beatle harmonies and uh, good hooks and heaviness. Yeah. And we should cover their second album. Yeah, man. how intimidated and how I would say no if I got invited to play along with these guys. <laughs> Chris, you want to sit in? No. Nah. I was going to help but think Jeff Beck would have been really proud of that solo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so tight. It's a little bit of it's a little bit of 90s reverse vocal on that that <laughs> section yes okay used to great effect on the Coverdale page album too I'm gonna say <laughs> that must have been like the effect du jour at the yeah time. the shit the, the, those two guys were both pissed that Cher beat him to auto tune so they couldn't <laughs> rip it off <laughs> oh I'm gonna play you a great King's X song after this There they go. They, they got a little bit of this, the downing of that beat. It's like a syndrome. Down like a syndrome. You know, like when they slow it. Yeah. Big ending, boys. They went with the epic ending. Yeah. Can't fault them. No, and that's something they do well. You know? Yeah. That's right in the wheelhouse. And it's like they, they got a little... too. Yeah, they, exactly. They got a little psychedelic on there. Getting bold as love right there. Yeah. Oh. I buried old. I'm a nine. They did start this album with ticking Pink Floyd clocks. They did. So, yeah. Which, was that a wind chime? That, that, no, it was a Tinkerbell. It was a t- <laughs> she likes this album. <laughs> and they all got to be real boys. If you want to have Tinkerbell live, play. <laughs> yeah, what a great time. Like before, I don't know. It seemed, it just, I remember it being a, a, my personal musical tastes were just exploding at that point. And there was so much to get into before. Yeah. Before the, the grunge movement, before any of that, right? So was, I was basically saturated with music before I knew and, what cool music was, and then had um, around this time, uh, Chili Peppers started to push it for me. Um, 
just the straight tune cult of personality. Um, that cult of personality is like um, is to me like Tom Sawyer is to me. Right. Where I almost don't care what the rest of your work is. You nailed it. <laughs> you just nailed it so hard That's all right you did. there. Yeah. Um, and I'm always fond of listening to Rush or Living mm-hmm. Color. You know, beyond that. Knob goes um, up when when you drive around and that one comes on. Yeah, yeah. Windows we down, you don't give a fuck. This is, let the windows down. I don't care who hears me. Mm-hmm. We're this jamming is, now. Yeah. 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 And uh, boy, does that song, I mean, talk about grab you. Just right <laughs> there, right in the center of your being. Yeah. Um, and I, I was going to make some comparisons to some other tunes, but I think you get the point. Um, uh, Faith No More did that too. So, so oh, yeah. Epic, you know, which was kind of a red hot chili pepper problem because he's kind of keeping in metal together. Yeah. So, so I could grab it. I couldn't grab all like their whole catalog. And and it was the same thing with um, the bands I was mentioning too. These, it was just like I got a little bit here, got a little bit there, a little taste here. Um, And it started to inform now like a real chosen musical education, listening education, you know, something I was going to put together myself because now I'm in high school and soon I'm going to take those seeds and bring them to college, you know? Yeah. That's uh, that's where my head was at with this. Collecting. Yeah, collecting. And when I got to school, I remember Jason Laramie was way into living color (laughs) and did this awesome color pencil uh, portrait of Vernon Reed. No kidding. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the first piece of art i saw him make and he i mean he's an excellent illustrator and uh, i remember being like damn that's good it's like the the cool hair vernon reed yeah 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 it's a side profile picture yeah yeah not all yeah he also has coolest hair in the band for sure when does the guitar player get to have the coolest hair in the band that's (laughs) the lead singer is supposed to have the coolest (laughs) hair yeah That's a that's a rule. I didn't make it up. I didn't make it up either. But that's I mean, Mick's got the best hair, obviously. <laughs> no, obviously. not Mick. Jack. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was gonna go with Keith. Uh. Well. No. Yeah. He got a big coconut scar right now. That's why he wears that. <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the best hair in the Stones is obviously Charlie, Charlie Watts. Watts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure, I was swinging. Close second going. is Ronnie Wood. <laughs> yes, for just sure. for sheer amount. Yeah, like he makes up in quantity. Anyway, listen, there's no way to end a Black History Month episode talking about the Stones and who has better hair. No, not at all. But if you don't think uh, Living Color has Do earned like- their place in the pantheon of rock and roll music, you nuts. Yeah, and we're not fighting the same fight. That's all I know. Not on this episode. We ain't gonna fight on this episode. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hey. Smoke weed every day.